Section 16 of The Age of the Condottieri by Oscar Browning. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Pamela Nagami. Chapter 7. Lorenzo de' Medici, Galeazzo Maria Sforza, Part 3. The effect of the conspiracy on the Roman court was unexpected. Sixtus IV, instead of expressing his indignation at the crime which had been committed by his friends, launched the thunder of the Holy See against the city of Florence. He complained that an archbishop had been murdered and a cardinal legate imprisoned. He laid the city under an interdict and joined himself with King Ferrante for the destruction of the Medici. It is fair to say that his conduct roused the indignation of the Christian world. Venice, herself in the anguish of a terrible struggle against the Turks, Milan, Ferrara, and Rimini, promised their assistance to Lorenzo. Louis XI, always well disposed to the Medici, gave his special sanction to the League, and sent the historian Philippe de Comines to represent him at Florence. He desired to summon a council of the church at Orléans, and sent letters of expostulation to the Pope. The Emperor and Matthias Corvinus of Hungary also sent ambassadors to Rome to warn the Pope from his purpose. It is not necessary to follow minutely the fortunes of this war. Ludovico Sforza, the brother of the murdered Galeazzo Maria, called Il Moro, or the Moor from his dark complexion, had seized the inheritance of his nephew, and there was some danger of his making terms with King Ferrante, and so breaking up the alliance with Florence. Lorenzo determined on a bold course of his own motion, and without communicating his desire, he sailed to Naples, where Filippo Strazzi, belonging to a distinguished Florentine family, had a considerable business, and in three months he had produced such an effect on King Ferrante by his courtesy and manners, that peace was made between Florence and Naples. The Pope was furious at the news, and determined to prosecute the war more vigorously than ever. But in 1480 the Admiral of Mohammed II conquered the Ionian Islands, subduing them with difficulty. He then suddenly crossed the narrow sea and began to threaten the coasts of southern Italy. This probably disposed Sixtus to recognize the peace made between Lorenzo and Ferrante, which was solemnly published on the day of the Annunciation, March 25, 1480. The city of Otranto was besieged by the Turks on July 28th and was captured on August 11th the greater part of the inhabitants being put to the sword. The Turks then began to ravage the lands of Luca and Brindisi. The Pope and the King now began to feel in earnest that the Sultan was knocking at their doors. The Pope prepared to fly for refuge to France. It was thought that Mohammed II, as Lord of Constantinople, might claim for himself the whole inheritance of the empire and stab the heart of Christendom by aiming a blow at Rome. However, on May 30th, 1481, this victorious sultan suddenly died. The conquests of the Ottoman Turks were checked for a moment by his death, and Otranto was recovered. The terror inspired by its loss had disposed Sixtus IV to forgive the Florentines. In December 1480 they received solemn absolution for their offences, 
the doors of st peter were closed the papal chair was placed in the loggia the florentine ambassadors having confessed their sins knelt before the pope and were touched by the sword of discipline and absolution the gates were thrown open and they were once more allowed to enter a church even before this final pacification lorenzo had taken care to modify the government of florence so as to secure his own power the councils of the hundred of the people and of the commune approved the election of thirty citizens who together with the priors were to elect a balia of two hundred and ten citizens of the age of at least thirty years the thirty the two hundred and the executive government were charged with making a scrutiny by which they were to select forty-eight other citizens chosen equally from the four quarters of the city as the council of thirty might have the appearance of being too oligarchical the signoria that is the priors and the standard-bearer of justice determined a few days later to add to them forty other members this was the origin of the council of seventy which during the whole of lorenzo's principate continued to elect the priors and the standard-bearer this council proved a useful instrument of personal government in the hands of the medici the last four years of the life of pope sixtus the fourth were mainly occupied by two enterprises the war against ferrara and the attempt to exterminate the family of colonna the war against ferrara in which venice was the pope's ally was begun by sixtus the fourth with the main object of securing a temporal principality for his nephew girolamo riario it was for this that he stirred up the cupidity of venice intending afterwards to cheat her for his own advantage naples milan and florence acted together to protect ferrara the war raged most hotly in the south and in the north on august twentieth fourteen eighty two was fought the battle of campo morto in the midst of the deadly swamps of the pontine marshes rinaldo malatesta of rimini defeated alfonso duke of calabria the eldest son of king ferrante at the head of the neapolitan army the result of this battle was that the pope became tired of the war and being threatened by the emperor with another council of basel and being afraid of the aggrandizement of venice he changed his policy and joined the alliance of naples florence and milan the alliance was published on april thirtieth fourteen eighty three the war with venice continued for some time longer during its course the republic made overtures to the house of france urging the young king charles the eighth to undertake the conquest of naples and to the duke of orleans the acquisition of the duchy of milan to which he laid claim as representing the family of visconti peace was eventually concluded at bagnolo in the neighbourhood of brescia in august fourteen eighty four the limits between the milanese and the venetian territory were laid down as those fixed by the peace of lodi in fourteen fifty four conquests on either side were to be restored with the exception of the polazina which remained in the possession of venice the duke of ferrara promised to make no more salt at comacchio which had been one of the chief causes of the quarrel the peace of bagnolo was the occasion of great rejoicing at venice but it was received by the pontiff with different emotions when he heard the news on august eleventh he was very seriously ill of gout he was deeply affected and said that he had undertaken the war for the security of the church 
and that he was deeply distressed that he had not succeeded in obtaining it on the following day he died as we have said the last year of his life was also occupied by a war with the colonna of whom the orsini were the hereditary rivals the orsini were adherents of the pope the medici and the league whereas the colonna were friends of king ferrante now that the pope and the king were friends it was rather difficult to find a pretext for war but one was discovered in a strip of disputed territory open war did not begin till may fourteen eighty four when girolamo riario and virginio orsini attacked the houses of the colonna they took them after a stubborn resistance and captured lorenzo colonna who had his head cut off on the last day of june five days before marino had fallen into the hands of the pontiff and on the last day of july capranica also fell that once powerful family was nearly ruined the unexpected death of the pope put an end to these designs count girolamo riario abandoned his war against the colonna and in the first moment of terror took refuge in the castle of spoleto he then returned to rome while his wife shut herself up in the castle of st angelo the colonna recovered marino and capranica and returned to rome four days after the pope's death while the orsini withdrew in their turn for a few days it was impossible to perform the obsequies of the dead pope but the city became gradually quieter on august twenty fifth girolamo's wife surrendered the castle of st angelo to the cardinals who met in conclave on the following day there were twenty-five present of whom the most influential were marco barbo and giuliano della rovere much authority was also possessed by ascanio sforza the brother of ludovico the moor barbo finding that he could not procure the papacy for himself joined with giuliano della rovere in procuring it for a genoese by name john battista cibo he took the title of innocent the eighth he was an inoffensive man who wished no harm to any one perhaps the most remarkable thing about him is that he was the first pope openly to recognize his children of whom he had two franceschetto and teodoridi born while he was still a layman cardinal giuliano della rovere afterwards pope under the name of julius the second exercised a great influence at the papal court and involved the holy father in the intrigues of europe the only events which disturbed the serenity of lorenzo de medici's declining years were the war between florence and genoa for the recovery of sarzana which had been seized by them and the certain participation in the barons war of naples in which lorenzo helped king ferrante to put down his rebellious nobles who on their side were countenanced by the pope this war of the barons was a last attempt to preserve the feudal system against the encroachments of royal power and is analogous to the similar struggle which engaged the chief energies of louis the eleventh of france the family circumstances of lorenzo were most prosperous his daughter madalena was married in fourteen eighty eight to the pope's son franceschetto cibo but the marriage was saddened by the death of his faithful wife clarice his eldest son piero was united about the same time to alfonsina daughter of roberto orsini of the branch of bracciano his second son giovanni 
was nominated cardinal in fourteen eighty nine at the age of twelve this was done in petto that is in the breast of the pope or secretly and the appointment was not to take effect until three years afterwards the boy was brought up at the university of pisa together with cesare the son of the cardinal rodrigo borgia one of the most notable and infamous characters in italian history they were both intended for the ecclesiastical condition but their destiny was very different giovanni became pope leo x and cesare borgia died in exile fighting in spain the solemn opening of the bull in the abbey of fiesole the gorgeous ceremonial in the church of our lady of the flower the departure of the boy cardinal for rome all took place in march fourteen ninety two only just before his father's death before he went his father took an affecting leave of him he foresaw his own approaching end and felt anxious for the future of his son in a long letter which he wrote to him at this time he recommends to him piety and gratitude to god for the benefits he had received he says you are now entering upon a scene of greater danger i know that in going to rome which is the seat of all wickedness you will find it very hard to carry out what i have advised you but i remember to have seen among the cardinals some men of saintly life follow their example although there is but little virtue at the present moment in the sacred college he recommends him again and again to adorn himself with the virtues which are becoming to a true cardinal use not too much silk or gold prefer rather the charm of antiquities and beautiful books and let your suite be noted rather for its courtesy and its learning than for its numbers after many years of suffering lorenzo died at his villa at Careggi in april eighth fourteen ninety two at the early age of forty-three his relations to literature and art do not strictly belong to political history but it is difficult to imagine lorenzo the magnificent separated from pico della mirandola from politian and from marsilio ficino he had grown up in a circle of learned men drawn to his palace by the munificence of his grandfather ficino who owed everything to the protection of the medici family was an ecclesiastic who endeavoured to harmonise science and faith platonism and christianity he edited a latin translation of the whole of plato's works which was published in fourteen eighty two at the expense of filippo valori cristoforo landino translated pliny and lectured not only on homer and virgil but on petrarch and dante the first florentine edition of the divina commedia published in fourteen eighty one contains a commentary by him lorenzo's own poems were of a light and amorous character he extended his patronage to pulci the author of the morgante maggiore another of the medician circle was politian whose proper name was angelo ambrogini da Montepulciano. seldom has the world known so versatile an intellect he wrote verses in greek latin and italian he was a poet a philologist and a philosopher of the school of ficino he translated hippocrates galen and herodian and began a version of the iliad giovanni pico of mirandola was as his name implies not a tuscan but with ermolaio barbaro he enjoyed the hospitality of the medician house 
he came to florence in fourteen eighty four about the age of twenty he was a platonist of the school of ficino but he was also an eclectic as is shown by the nine hundred theses which he proposed to defend at rome thirteen of them were found to be heretical and the pope forbade the controversy lorenzo founded a museum of antiquities and collected a valuable library he profited much by the sale of the library of matthias corvinus in fourteen ninety he used to spend thirty thousand ducats a year on books his patronage of art extended itself to san gallo the architect verrocchio the sculptor the painters lipino lippi and domenico ghirlandaio the mighty name of leonardo da vinci is also connected with that of lorenzo by his assistance leonardo studied the remains of ancient art in the medicean garden of st mark the malady from which lorenzo had so long suffered began to grow much worse at the beginning of april fourteen ninety two his last days were enriched by the conversation of his son pietro of ficino of pico and above all of politian presages announced the coming catastrophe above all the dome of our lady of the flower was struck by lightning fragirolamo savonarola of whom an account will be given in a later chapter came to shrive him in his dying hours we do not know for certain what passed between them it is said that before savonarola would give him absolution he asked three things of him to have faith in god to restore what he had wrongly taken and to give back liberty to his country and that the dying man assented to the first two but refused the third upon which absolution was denied him the story is inconsistent with the account given by politian the intimate friend of lorenzo and it is probable that the tyrant received absolution from the monk pope innocent the eighth did not long survive him he died on july twenty fifth fourteen ninety two end of section sixteen